You're listening to a Homeboy 88 production. Yo, this is something fucking from the non-dips. Another fat fat track, so bit them dick. Put them on the shit. And let's relax, I'll sit on that because of black bad. I'm caught in the bubble, so pick up on this book on my neck. I will protect you from the stick, that's in the wrong trench. From Rosie, the yo, I know she's on the non-dips. Just to get a piece of pigry, but she's a fucking tech. And I know what that paper is around the world. Oh, I break the money, say I'm fucking yo. Had to have a break. So many women wanna do me and make a man say, damn. I finally take some more than your homie Sam. Now let me speak for the week. I mean the rookies. My time is held up extremely for cookies. Just let me pop this grip in 92. And you don't bother me and I sure never won't bother you. And uh, you just watch a brother forward like my Agra. Think me fucking stuff because you think this is my stack, yeah. Other one label with the black fate is go D. So my phone go next because I got it made. I broke the beat once again because I had to. And just like Tony Walker, baby. You're listening to a Homeboy 88 production. Southern California, he is the man of a million voices. None other than your host, here he is, Homeboy 88. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's about that time. The final episode of the Homeboy 88 podcast. Wow. You know what? I feel like Bilbo Baggins, remember, when he was going to have that fucking uh, birthday party for himself? He was going to put on the ring and then disappear forever. And everybody, when he disappeared, he was like, what the fuck? You know? And then Gandalf follows him into the house. He takes it off and shit. And he's like, that kind of ring does not belong to you. Okay, I'll give it to you. My precious. <laughs> right? That's my microphone. The ring is the microphone. But you know what? It's going to get packed up. It's going to get put away. The Homeboy 88 podcast is coming to an end. And by the way, where the fuck did Bilbo Baggins go? He just took off. I don't know. It's been a minute since I watched those movies. But did he go to a magical island and shit? I don't know. Did he get directions? Did he fucking take a fucking Thomas guy? He didn't have a phone. Remember that shit? You youngins, you guys don't know about the goddamn Thomas Guide. It was like a book, man. Like a fucking... 
and it helped you get directions, you know, from uh, to different cities and streets and all that shit. So you'd be driving around, and you'd be like, oh, where's this fucking address? Jump to page 53, A6. While you're driving? Get the fuck out of here. You'd probably have to park and look at it and shit, study it and shit. But technology has made everything too easy. I love it, and I hate it at the same time, man. When I wanted to hear a song, you know, before, you would either have to borrow it, buy it, or be a fucking thief and go into the record uh, store and steal it. That's the original thievery, you know what I'm saying? I didn't do it, but I know a bunch of people that did. And you'd put all your shit on mixtapes, right? 90-minute Maxell cassette tapes. Fit them all on there and fucking you're like uh, a pig in slop or whatever the fuck they say. I don't fucking know. And now you just put in your wireless earbuds and you say out loud, Hey Siri, play the far side on Spotify while you walk your dogs or better yet, when they walk your ass. You know what I'm saying? I mean... I've had three dogs, right? And I got to tell you, I can't get them to sit. I can't get them to fucking do tricks. I can't get them to roll over. One dog could fetch. But basically, yeah, my dogs walk me. And do they have to fucking pee on every fucking tree known to man? My God Almighty. And they take turns, right? One pees, and then the other one pees over it. And then the other one tries to pee, and then he pees over Jesus Christ, man. How many times are you going to piss on the same tree? They're fucking competing and shit. But the worst thing is, is when they crisscross the leashes and shit. One goes this way, one goes that way. You're fucking entangled. You're stepping over. You're fucking... Doing all kinds of shit to get out of it, right? Crisscross and shit. Ah, damn. I should have named them those two dudes from Crisscross. Make it a make it a make it a make it a Mac, baby. Because I'm the make it a make it a make it a Mac. Whatever the fuck. One take Jake. I don't give a fuck anymore. I don't care. You know? What we need, ladies and gentlemen. Is a huge ass fucking solar flare or a natural disaster and just reset technology. Go back to talking on a fucking corded phone. Remember that shit when you needed your privacy and you had a 50 foot fucking corded phone that you took into the closet? Right? Or another room and shit? Mom, I'm on the phone! Uh, or. You know, it's kind of bad because if you get stuck in the middle of the road, you'd either have to walk to a call box or a gas station. But, you know, I don't wish for the end of the world. I'm not saying, you know, let's end the world as we know it. Why? I'll tell you why. Because of fucking turbo bellies, okay? Turbo fucking bellies. Oh, where's the fuck? Oh, <laughs> Fuck you. God damn it. 
Yeah, what's a turbo belly? I'll tell you what a turbo belly is. God damn it. Not even Burt Reynolds, John Voigt, and definitely not fucking Ned Beatty can survive a turbo belly. Just go watch Deliverance. Man, if you fucking heard a turbo belly, man, you heard their fucking banjos. I'm running. I'm fucking running if I hear banjos coming for me. I'm getting the fuck out. You don't want banjos, you don't want turbo bellies on your ass, you know what I'm saying? Hell fucking no, no way. Some scary shit. Into the world, turbo bellies. Anyways, things are getting back to normal. I got my two shots. I think I was fucking tricked, I don't know. Getting my shots. And you know, after you get each shot, you have to wait 15 minutes so they can uh, see that you're not gonna fucking die and shit. Although nobody dies. I was like with like 20 people, everybody looked okay. And you know, while you're waiting and shit, they give you the pamphlet so you could read the side effects. What the fuck? Shouldn't they have given that before they fucking gave me the shot? I mean, what the fuck, man? That's like them saying, open your mouth, I'm going to give you two fucking pills, and uh, they start telling you the side effects as you're fucking swallowing the pills. Causes diarrhea, gives you fucking migraine headaches, your migraine fucking tail, you know what I'm saying? I mean... It's okay, because I after the two shots, you know, I think I've uh, gained uh, seven pounds of muscle. So, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? And I think I'll need it just in case I run into that motherfucking asshole, my arch nemesis. I'll just say his initials, RD. RD. Because this motherfucker, check this sh- shit out, man. And in life, in real life, ghetto shit, ghetto shit does not work, okay? What do I mean by ghetto shit? You'll find out right now. One day I'm driving home in Darth Vader, you know, my black challenger, that's what I call him. And I'm going to turn into the street, you know, into my nice neighborhood. And my neighbor has has a roundabout, or turnabout, whatever the fuck. And so I'm stopped because there's a car coming straight. And I got to turn left. And whammo! I get fucking rear-ended, man. So I pull over to the side. And uh, RD pulls over to the side. And he's like, oh, shit, man. I'm sorry. I'm taking my kid to the fucking, you know, football practice. And I didn't see you, bro. Didn't see me? What the fuck were you doing? I, you know, asked him for all his information. I took fucking pictures of everything, his license, the car, uh, the insurance, everything, my car, his car, him, you know, um, kneeling down, checking his shitty ass car, the front of it, and you know, this is what he tells me, he tells me, hey, um, is there any chance that, you know, I could pay you and we don't go through the insurance? Because, you know, this is my dad's car, my dad's insurance, and I don't want to get him involved. And I'm like, uh, I'll give you two days. I'm going to go get the thing, you know, the um, 
the estimate, give me the money, and we'll fix it. If you can do that, we'll do it. Two days go by. Three days go by. Fuck it. I'll call the insurance, right? I call the insurance, and I tell them everything. I have all the information. And uh, you know what? On a fucking work day, I'm working, and guess who calls my fucking phone because I give him his information and my information? R fucking D. Screaming and yelling at me. And this is where the ghetto comes in. Screaming and yelling at me. At saying, why would you fucking do that? I told you I was going to pay you the money, you motherfucker. Oh, God damn it. You know, you're the type of guy. Okay? You're the type of guy that says they're going to do something and they don't fucking do it. By the way, and this is where the ghetto comes out. I, I wasn't at this fucking scene. I didn't hit your car. What the fuck? Yeah, that wasn't me, bro. I don't know what you're talking about. I said, I got, you know what? You're a fucking idiot, man. I got fucking pictures. I got everything. Oh, you know what? That doesn't mean shit, bro. I wasn't there. I don't know what you're saying. And we get into it, man. We even fucking say, when I meet you at the grocery store, it's fucking on. Stupid shit like that. You know, the only thing that calmed him down, this ghetto motherfucker, is when I told him, what, do you, what does it matter to you? The, the insurance is going to pay 100% of it. And after I told him that, he goes, oh, really? Oh, you know what? I'm sorry, man. I get a little crazy. You know, it's fucking hot. I don't know what's going on in my life. You know, I'm living at home. I'm taking my kid to fucking football practice. It's not even my car. It's not even my insurance. <laughs> Stupid motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll run into you at the fucking grocery store. Because apparently on the 4th of July that's coming up, every motherfucker is at the grocery store that I used to know. They come back. Okay, they come back into town. I haven't seen them for 10, 15, 20 fucking years. And boom, they show up. And what do you do? What do you do when you see people that you don't, you fucking hide your face. You go into the other aisle. You do whatever you got to do to avoid them. You don't want to go say hi to these motherfuckers from high school and shit. It's always the fakest shit. Oh, oh, hi! (laughs) Or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like... Oh, hi! Whatever it is. Ah, fuck that shit. I'm gonna avoid you, man. I'm gonna get, like, fucking some flowers. And I don't even buy buy flowers or roses because I got my own at home. But I'm gonna get them just to hide my fucking face. Hell, thank God we have masks now because, you know, I can hide myself better. You know? I can hide myself better. You know, you know, back in the days, as little kids, we did some stupid shit on the 4th of July. I mean, we would have had, we had bottle rocket fights in the fucking street like idiots. Like there were fucking rocket launchers on our shoulder and shit. Could you imagine if one of those fucking just like a Friday the 13th movie just landed in your mouth or your eyeball? Like perfect shot. 
stupid shit. Or, you know, me and my cousins getting a, like, a glass jar, putting an M80 in it, lighting it, and then running away, like, in the middle of a schoolyard, you know? Doesn't matter, because when it fucking explodes, it explodes and travels fucking miles and miles or something. Because this one guy far away in a backyard goes, Hey! What are you guys doing? You motherfuckers, there's glass everywhere! Oh my god. What were we doing, bro? What were we doing? Or, summer's here, or you throw poor Jaime into the fucking lemon tree. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's not just skip right over that, okay? We'd all get together during the summer, you know, parties or whatever. I don't know what the fuck. There was this guy, Jaime. And poor Jaime, man. He was getting picked on the whole fucking day. And uh, my cousins and maybe my brothers, I don't know. They got him and they're like, they're like midget tossing the motherfucker. They ground by the, the, the hands and the feet and they would toss him. Onto, you know, like a fucking couch outside or something like that. I don't fucking know. Playing. Let's see how far we could toss Jaime. But the worst part was, I don't know if they did it on purpose or accident. They overshot. They threw him into a fucking lemon tree, ladies and gentlemen. Motherfucker came out looking like Sabu. You know what I'm saying? And I don't mean to hit the last fucking button. Okay, but you don't throw somebody into the goddamn lemon tree. You just don't do it. And, you know, shame on you, you motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Wow. I can't believe I told that story. (laughs) Ah, damn, bro. So the 4th of July, you got to drink Coke. And what else? Eat hot dogs the American way. You know what I'm saying? You know... Another American hero, you gotta snort coke and have hot dog skin like Hulk Hogan. And ladies and gentlemen, didn't Hulk Hogan look like a big fucking giant hot dog, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he was my hero, but the motherfucker looked like he had hot dog skin. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Yes, I was jacked and stacked, dude. I was gassed to the gills, brother. Even though I said, train every day, say your prayers, eat your vitamins, dude. Do as I say, not as I do, brother. Because I'm just too sweet. What you gonna do when Hulkamania runs wild on you, brother? That was my Hulk Hogan impression, brother. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Hot dog skin, brother. Hot dog skin for that motherfucker. He's so weird. Yeah, 1986, Hulk was running wild, and my little brother broke all his little baby teeth because Tonya, yes, Tonya, remember her? Fed him a hard fucking tortilla. Come on, la tortilla. Let's go to party. Come on. But Tonya, it's it's super hard. It's like a rock. 
Jag måste stå och säga, kan du förhålla dig? Kan du förstå? My poor little brother bit into that fucking hard ass tortilla and broke all his front baby teeth, man. We fired fucking Tonya. And my brother now looked like a James Bond villain. Jaws, remember that motherfucker. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, I think that was the last little comedy bit I'm ever going to do. You know, uh, thank you so much, you know, for giving me your time and your, you know, your ears and everything like that. The Homeboy 88 podcast is, uh, it's closing. It's fucking closing. It's going out of business, ladies and gentlemen. Even though I didn't make any fucking money and I was trying to make some money, it's hard to make money. These motherfuckers, they want a thousand downloads just to give you like 40 bucks. One thousand downloads per episode. Could you believe that shit? Man, who's going to fucking do that other than a big fucking name? But uh, yeah, good luck to everybody. Good luck to everybody doing this shit. You know, do it as a hobby. Do it for fun. If you're looking to get paid, good fucking luck, bro. And now it's time for the last hip hop 101 son. There's a history to Hip Hop 101, if you guys even give a fuck. But you know, it's my show, my final show, so... Uh, Hip Hop 101 was a thing that I created at work with my buddies. Uh, we would do like trivia, and I would just go, Hip Hop 101, uh, what was Tupac's real name? Hip Hop 101, name the three fat boys. You know, stuff like that, and uh, <clears throat> with my friends... And they would love it because, you know, people people love trivia. People want to be writing shit. I remember one time there was a Hip Hop 101 where I, where I asked them, uh, uh, did Warren G say, you know, I played ball through the halls of CIS with Snoop Dogg, Big Brother, call him dirty, left. And my buddies from work are like, no, he didn't say CIS. He said CIF, right? That doesn't make sense. C-I-S. And I go, dude, I'm telling you, I've heard the album fucking millions of times. He says C-I-S. And uh, we looked it up and we actually asked a bunch of people that are from Long Beach. And I had bet five cranberry juices from the vending machine. And I actually won five fucking cranberry juices. Now, yeah, don't call me a weirdo because I like that shit. 
but I do. I don't know what's wrong with me. But anyways, you know, that's where Hip Hop 101 came from. It just grew from there. And when I started on my podcast, I had already had it in my mind that I was going to do Hip Hop 101, but I was going to do it, you know, doing uh, hip hop stories or biographies, basically what it turned into. And man, just about hip hop. I remember since I was five years old and we really don't remember memories from age one to three. So basically all my life I've known this shit, right? When I was young, it was Curtis Blow. These are the breaks, right? I'm playing basketball. And if I rule the world, I mean, that was a guy back in 1981, 82, whatever it was, a long fucking time ago. That album, that artist, he was carrying hip-hop. It was like hardly anybody. It was a fucking ghost town, okay? It was uh, Grandmaster Flash, you know, um, White Lines Go Away, right? And all this cool shit. Early, early, early hip-hop, the message from them. And man, then Run DMC came a little later, blew my mind. Then LL Cool J, Rock the Bells, uh, I Can't Live Without My Radio. All the way to the Beastie Boys, the Beastie Boys exploded. They fucking exploded. The Beastie Boys and Run DMC also made hip-hop mainstream. Right there, I think that. It, it like it blew up so much on MTV and just I hate to say it, but in the white suburban neighborhoods and it just fucking blew up and I didn't care about any of that shit. I was a hip hop head since way back, you know, I'm telling you the history and my, I'm telling you, my brothers fed me hip hop like I was a fucking little gremlin and I started trembling, you know, <laughs> a la Rakim, you know, when he says that in his line. But the hip-hop that really stuck for me, uh, ladies and gentlemen, was when I was a young man, you know, in high school. And I listened to music all day and all night, doing my homework. Uh, from the second I got up, I would play it, getting ready for school. I had like a, a Walkman. I, it wasn't a Sony Walkman. It was a fucking generic knockoff. But I had, you know, cassette player and headphones. And I couldn't get enough of it, guys. I couldn't get enough of it. And around that time, that was kind of like the soundtrack to my life, right? I mean, uh, you heard the song at the beginning of the show. I opened it up with uh, Paperboy Diddy. And you know, I was a paperboy. That's not why I chose the song. The song Paperboy Diddy, you know, at the time was so fucking hot. It was on fucking fire. The artist Paperboy had the song Diddy. But you know, honestly... I think it was a one. He was a one-hit wonder because, other than that, I don't know what else he had. But I ran to the fucking record store to get that cassette single, guys. I ran. There was a bunch of them that I fucking ran to go get that shit. Uh, Crisscross, jump, jump. You know that one for sure. I ran to go get that shit. <clears throat> there was other ones that I hoped that. You know, my brother would get, but if he didn't get them, I would get them like uh, In Too Deep, Back to the Hotel, right? My brother had, you know, 
MC Braid ain't no future in your fronting, or my 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 homeboys did. You know that's a cool thing. I you know through the Columbia House would be ordering CDs and and picking what I wanted. And one of my favorite fucking CDs, one of my favorite albums around that time, was Digital Underground Sex Packets. Now I know the name of the album, but it wasn't about them, man. And one of my favorite songs on uh, on that album is Underwater Rhymes. And at the end, MC Blowfish comes out and rhymes. <laughs> Fucking weird-ass, dope-ass shit, man. Fucking Digital Underground. You in the danger zone. Yep, yep, you know, you in the danger zone. All that shit. And of course, around that time, too, was the start of Latino hip-hop, man. It exploded around that time with uh, guys like Kid Frost. This for the raza. Do-do-do-do. Everybody loves that jam still, man. Everybody, ladies and gentlemen, at work, I'm the um, unofficial DJ there. And I put on, you know, songs for the for the homies, songs for the office. A lot of people don't like it, but, you know, most people do. They want a vibe. They want some music, and I have different genres. But a lot of people tell me, put on Kid Frost, this for the raza. Another another fucking popular from around that time, Latino hip-hop, was, of course, the Lighter Shade of Brown. Lighter Shade of Brown, man, with the dope, with the D-double-T-X, man. <laughs> Those two dudes rhyming, they fucking were dope, man. Great time in hip-hop, you know, growing up as a kid, as a teenager. Lighter Shade of Brown, my brother had that album. I didn't even have to fucking... I just borrowed that album from him, okay, and dubbed it. You know, we would have the the big boom box where you would get the cassette, one cassette, the main cassette, and then you'd get a blank one. And if you didn't have one like a Memorax or, a, you know, whatever kind of blank cassette, the official ones, you would get a, a cassette that you didn't like anymore, put some tissue paper in it or some scotch tape, and record it over that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? That's what we did. Rodney owned Joe Cooley, you know, around that time. You don't hear me now? Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. One of my uh, one of my memories, you know, from around that time, hip-hop. Hip-hop was just fucking, you know, going through my veins, man. It was in my blood. Everybody loved it. Everybody was bumping it. And one of my friends, man, he bought the first car out of all of us, okay? His name was Art. I'm not going to say his last name, but his name was Art. Dope motherfucker, man. What a fucking, what an athlete, this guy. This guy for baseball or anything, he just had that that gene, right? He was a great athlete, and he was my homeboy. And he bought a Lincoln Continental, and he was so proud of it. He'd tell me, jump in, and we'd roll around. And the his number one song, and he would fucking bump it, man was, you know, House of Pain, Jump Around. <laughs> he just loved that goddamn song, but he loved that fucking intro. I must have heard that intro at least 50 times in his fucking car, man. You know, you know the one. Bum, 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 you know, and then it just kicks in. He couldn't get enough of that shit, you know. Naughty by nature. Naughty by nature, man, around that time. Listen, uh, the guy from Naughty by Nature, Tretch, 
Uh, I don't know if people don't consider him a lyricist, but I do. That motherfucker can rhyme, okay? That motherfucker can rhyme. He just doesn't have OPP either. They have a bunch of songs. I have that album. Great fucking uh, uh, artist. Great album, you know. And you know what, guys? Forgive me. Forgive me for just naming artists and naming songs, you know. You know, I, I it's not my best hip-hop 101, but this is just, you know, around the time growing up as a young man, I'm telling you, and hip-hop was in my blood. This is what I remember. I mean, remember the guy, remember the song, I Wish? I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller, right? I wish I had a girl in the hood I would call her <laughs> by Skilo. I mean, fucking shit, man. This was the shit, man, back in the days. And speaking of back in the days, from Ahmad, what a dope-ass jam, right? Back in the days when I was young and not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. Back in the days when I was just a little nigger. I looked up to my bigger bro and begged if I could kick it. So when he went out with girls, I could go tagging along. Right? Sorry I said that word, but. <laughs> yeah, man. Like I said, Naughty by Nature, they just didn't have OPP. Remember, you can feel me flow. Yeah, yeah, you can feel me flow. De La Soul. De La Soul was dope. And you know, around that time, you know, all these guys that I'm mentioning, maybe they don't go on the Hip Hop Hall of Fame, a lot of them, you know. But it was, it was so much. It was an abundance. It was so awesome just living in that time with that music. And if you, especially if you love that music, you know, but I'm speaking about hip hop, but I'm sure around that time too, before the internet fucked everything up, before everybody went on, uh, you know, um, Napster or LimeWire to steal every fucking song known to man. Before that, people, if you loved an album, you loved an artist, you would go to the record store, you would go to places where they sold that shit, and you would support the artist by buying it. And speaking about that, I still do that shit. If there's an album that I like, and I love, listen, ladies and gentlemen, I buy the CD. I recently bought Eminem Music to be Murdered by twice. I'm not ashamed to say it. He released Music to be Murdered by. And then six months later, he re- he releases Music to be Murdered by Side B. And on his website, he says he's going to combine them both, do his fucking special deluxe edition with the special cover and everything. And I bought that shit. And I got both of them. I'm I'm not ashamed of that shit. And what do I do? I have a thing called a high definition file player. There's many of them like that. You know, um, they're called portable DAP players or whatever. They're high definition. You You plug in some good headphones to them. Either, you know, but they have to be wired in my opinion. Most of them, they're wired. And man, you can hear hear every little detail in the song. You can hear just everything pristine the way the artist intended it to be. And I love it, man. I love my file player. The headphones, the headphones that I wear for the podcast game. And it's on the cover, you know, the, the picture of me screaming into the microphone. These headphones, these one more triple driver over the ear headphones... 
I used to plug them into that file player and enjoy the fucking music. But I got into this podcasting game and I fucking use these headphones because they're that goddamn good to do podcasts, you know. I plug them into my Blue Yeti mic and record and I can hear everything crystal clear, all my mistakes. One take Jake, one take Jake. But you know, that's awesome, bro. I mean, what the fuck? You know, I did a show about uh, T.I. called The King Back. And he had a song on there. It's called Slideshow. Ladies and gentlemen, go go listen to that song, T.I. Slideshow. I mean, it explains everything. Life is like a slideshow, right? You have, you know, let me just say this. You have different lives within one life, right? It's like chapters in a book. You have a fucking your book, right? And there's different chapters. And man, I I consider like you have like four or five lives, man. Seriously, your young life when you're a little kid, right? Then your teenagers, right? When you're a youth. Then your young man life or, you know, young woman. Then, you know, I'm not there yet. Yeah, I'm 40, 40 40-ish, 45. (laughs) Okay, I'm 45 years old. You have your, you know, family life. And I'm sure there's going to be more lives and then the fucking old man life. And then it's fucking over. Right? It's a wrap. But um, I think that music, music is a beautiful thing. Not everybody had that, obviously. Music, um, you know, it hasn't been around in history since forever. Although, I'm sure there was live music. People banging on drums and everything and creating music in their own way. That's another fucking podcast, okay? I told my buddy Christopher Amps to do a show about that. And uh, he didn't do it. But, you know, if you're listening, Chris Amps, I would still like to hear your take on uh, the history of man and music. But you know what? Let's wrap it up, ladies and gentlemen. Hip Hop 101 is coming to a close. The Homeboy 88 official, you know, my official show right here is coming to a close. And... Boy, I think I accomplished uh, what I wanted to accomplish. I said since the beginning when I made my trailer, it's a podcast about uh, my childhood and my life in comedic form with some hip-hop 101 uh, at the end. And you know what, ladies and gentlemen, it's a wrap. I'm going to box up this fucking mic right here. And uh, I hope you guys have a great fucking day. I hope you guys have a great fucking life. But you know what? You never know. I might be on here and there with my buddies doing a podcast here and there whenever I want, you know, because uh, it's fucking fun. I had a podcast the other day with Jimmy T and DJ, you know, a.k.a. DJ Mass Effects. And it was about ECW. We had part one. We had part two. Then we had part three. And part three was my favorite. You know, every time you do something, you get better. But all three parts are awesome. Everything I've done on here with my buddies has been awesome. It's been fucking fun. It's been great. Well, everybody, that's a wrap. No pun intended for the Homeboy 88 podcast. I think I accomplished something that I wanted to do. I always wanted to 
do something creative like this and share it, you know? And honestly, whatever it is, people, you have to do it to make it real. I always say, if you want that nice, shiny pebble in your hand, you can't talk about getting it. It's not going to magically hop into your hand. You can't wish for it to come into your hand. You literally just need to reach down and pick it up. Pick up your pebble, ladies and gentlemen. As for me, I'm going to take a huge breath, live life to the fullest, appreciate life in general, and hopefully every day is a lovely day. So on that note, peace out, homeboys. It's been real. Stay